Hi guys, what's up? I'm at a secret location this week. I didn't want to say because I actually really enjoy some secret trips here and there. But I'm actually in Melbourne, in Fitzroy, Melbourne, um, in Australia. And I decided to hop over here because Australia is one of the coolest places for really good inspiration. And since you guys know my story in the last few podcasts, I lived in LA and then New York for eight years in New York and I crushed the game. And now I am back um, to rethinking my career and what my next steps are. And sometimes that takes stepping away from all the success and the work and the city and the busy and the crazy. And so today's podcast, I happily titled um, after a line in one of my favorite Drake songs, busy getting rich. Now, for those of you that know me, you do know that I like nice things and I like nice living. Of course, all my friends know that about me. I don't know if it came from my very young years modeling um, at like 14, 15, 16, 17 and making money, like really young, young money. (laughs) You know, that little Wayne sells these flips that say young money on them. And I'm dying to get them for my mom for Christmas. (laughs) I think I really have to do it. Little Toonchi. Sometimes I ask her, I'm like, do you know little Toonchi? And she'll be like, little Toonchi? Huh? Little Wayne? And I'll be like, yo, mom, say young money, cash money. And she'll be like, ugh, young money, cash money, okay? Now leave me alone, you are annoying. <laughs> I'm going to try to beg them to do a holiday Christmas episode with me. So just pray, okay, guys? <laughs> Get down on your knees. Welcome to the Wabi Stabi Podcast. This is episode 22 from Melbourne, Young Money, Cash Money, How to Get Busy. Hey, it's sorry, how to stay busy getting rich. Um, And what I was alluding to is that my friends know me. So when I joke around about young money, cash money, they know that that's not important to me. But I do like nice things. And for those of you who, whether it's important to you or not, it's it's really not, um, to me, it's not the important thing, though. Like the more important thing is, is that I give my all to this lifetime that I can possibly and be a better service to everybody. And um, it's easier for me to be of great service to you when my bank account is actually full. And what you've learned in all the previous episodes, especially the Millennial Guide to Finances, which I highly recommend that you listen to if you haven't yet, you guys know that my bank account has like this crazy ebb and flow. So I'm going to give you a couple of tips on how I signed 80 branding deals now in the last eight years of my career. Taking a squib of kombucha over here. God, I love Australia. I wish you guys were a lot closer to us. It's so fucking annoying that like all the coolest countries are so far away. Oh, by the way, I haven't even gotten into my Tokyo recap my head is going to explode if I even get into all the shit. It's it's all good, though. It's like real life dreams like came true like minute by minute when we were there. 
It was insane, insane, insane. And as an artist, I know you guys know the high highs and low lows of the roller coaster that I go through. And when I left New York, it was a very low low for me because it was just really hard to leave. It was like breaking up with like the best boyfriend. And um, I think after I left, it opened up a lot of new energy creativity and ideas. So I want to give you guys hope that if any of you are on the tipping point of wanting to leave a job, um, someone you're dating, it could be a friend, it could be a, a loved one in your life, it could be especially a city that you live in. It's okay to just let go. When you let go, you open up these amazing channels of creativity you can become re-inspired, you can become reignited, and you can become your best person. And I urge you to never be afraid to do that. So episode 22, Wabi Sabi, the perfectly imperfect way that I've been busy getting rich. All right, so how I signed 80 branding deals in eight years, which means roughly about 10 branding deals came to me every year. They weren't small brands. They're all very big. Uh, some of them are billion-dollar brands with a B. They're big. Um, and we're talking like Chanel, Samsung, Origins, CoverGirl, Whole Foods, Adidas, Reebok, Nike, um, Belvedere, Itoen. <clears throat> I work with Mizukan, which is a Japanese vinegar company. I love Keating Beer, Shiseido. I mean, I really could go on, but it'd probably bore you to death. And I have a voice that sometimes sounds like Daria when I get really into something. So let's just stop there. I think one of the number one reasons why this half Japanese, half American, Polish American girl works hard is, okay, yes, my parents are always at the cornerstone of my brain. And I always do think, like, how can I make them proud? That's been something that's very unique to me in my way of thinking. Um, it, when I'm posting on Instagram, like I want to post things that would make mom proud and honorable. But at the same time, I still want to be myself. So one reason why I'm highly marketable is that I am family oriented, but at the same time, I am my own person. I'm of mixed race, which is very in style right now. So for all of you who were ever discriminated against or teased for being Asian or black, Latino, Latina, doesn't even matter. The Mexican kid in your class, whatever it was, you got picked on. I'm I'm with you. My whole life, it, it didn't even stop, you know, when I was younger, and it still doesn't stop. It it's gonna continue, but being a mixed kid is very in right now. So really embrace that. That is very American. That is very... It's just... It's a beautiful thing to see mixed kids. I'm more attracted to mixed kids now than I ever have been before. And meeting people from different countries. And I'm not sure if it's of the time or if it's just the place where I am in my life. But I find immigrant kids or kids that come from different types of family backgrounds are just attractive. Usually they're a little more open-minded too, and we can relate and connect on different levels. Um, I always, my agents will tell you this too, 
for the most part, because I am perfectly imperfect, I always tried to give my best, especially when nobody was watching. So I want you to keep in mind when I was on the first season of Top Chef, there was no Instagram or Twitter or Facebook might have been out, but I fucking hate Facebook. So um, it was just as this I went to culinary school because I really wanted to learn how to cook. I did not go because I wanted to be an influencer, quote unquote, or like a person that was sharing on social content. That did not exist when I went to school. I went for the sheer pleasure of wanting to cook for others. And I did not know that the industry would flip while my roller coaster of success was taking off. So keep that in mind when you're thinking of why brands hire somebody like me over, say, somebody who just virtually came out of college and said they wanted to be an influencer. There's a big difference. I always stayed original, and I never, ever copied other people's content. There are girls who got shunned from my agency. There are people that got blacklisted from different networks. There are people that I personally know that have been handed cease and desists from other people for copying, do not copy other people's work. If in this lifetime somebody is watching us and taking notes, if somebody's always looking over us, which I know they are, you will be fucked when you open those pearly gates or when you go to hell. Copying somebody's work is so unacceptable in this world of branding and marketing as a branding motherfucking badass bitch that's done more work than any of you I know that copying is something that a lot of you influencers out there have thought about or seen or experienced or maybe somebody knocked you off it is bad And you know what? My mother validates without me even knowing that my grandfather, Jun Kumai, strived so hard to create original, successful artwork. And you know what? Fuck the success part. Let's scratch that out. Maybe he just wanted to create original artwork. That's what you should be doing. Now, I'm nobody to tell you what to be doing, but I'm just putting this out there while I'm in Melbourne and while I've been traveling for the last month because I needed to walk away from all of the success that was coming straight at me in New York City. I couldn't, I couldn't really, that's not really me and that's not really why I got into this. Now, I titled the pod a lyric from a Drake song to get your attention, number one, and number two, because I've never seen this type of I've never seen so many brands come at me at the same time after I left New York to take this break. And my theory was, much like Sex in the City and Seinfeld and a lot of other greats, is that you need, especially like Babe Ruth apparently, you need to leave while you're at the top. Because there isn't anywhere else to go. And the only way that I knew I could reinvent myself was to get inspiration from a different country. So you'll notice that I travel a lot. And that's because I get a crazy amount of inspo while traveling. It doesn't mean you need to go to Tokyo and Melbourne also. 
What you can easily do is you can pack up your things and go to Seattle, Austin, Texas. You can go to Miami. You can go to, oh my God, there are so many cool cities out there. You can go to Tennessee and check out Nashville. You could go to Atlanta, Georgia. You could go to the South, to South Carolina, or you could even pack up your bags and head out to Hawaii. There are so many awesome places for us to go and visit. And you can see your friends and fam too. Oh my gosh, shout out to Colorado. A ton of my friends live there. I heard Wyoming is gorgeous. And I've also even heard about a couple places in Ohio and obviously like Jackson Hole. Um, and Chicago, Illinois. So fun. The Windy City. And obvi, the shout out to Cali is just like a no-brainer. Tahoe is so beautiful. I always feel re-inspired by nature when I go there. I love NorCal with a passion. I want to marry you. And I love San Francisco. And of course, LA is going to be my new home, along with going to New York all the time. Being by coastal is the new plan. But then another wrench got thrown into the mix when a dream of mine came true and it was because I started to open up my creative channels again. And so Tokyo is coming into the mix. And that's why I decided to start my own media company because I create so much content across the board, video, social, um, we do content that's written and we do imagery that's digital and across every platform imaginable. And this includes long form and short form in both content and video, photography, imagery, food, lifestyle, beauty, wellness, you name it. I know I'm at the top of my game, but I need to keep it fresh. There's a way that you do that and that's by staying open-minded, creative, and original. Please, my hand is on my heart. I'm praying for you guys to stay original. That means you start with a fucking piece of white paper and you get a pencil or a pen or whatever the fuck you want to use and you just scribble on it. Put down notes. Put down ideas. Start your fucking piece of paper today. There's this awesome company that creates these notebooks that I love. Um, And I think they're actually called me, hang on, Meagles, M-I, goals. Check them out. They have these really cute notebooks that say like get shit done and stuff like that. But I just love them and they're from Australia. Okay, moving along. So keep your friend group small. This is really important because what happens is you can get really distorted by a huge friend group or trying to stay a socialite or partying all the time or going out too much. And then there's those dramatic friends that throw you like drama every now and then. And I know you guys know my stories throughout all these podcasts. I don't have a perfect family life. I don't have a perfect friend life. And you know what? Nobody does. So God bless them. Stay with the good ones. Let go of the bad. As Luke's story says, block and bless. (laughs) I love you, Luke. You're so sweet. And I also think that, um, and Gabby B, my girlfriend Gabby taught me to forgive, block, and delete. So like, just, just do it, you guys. Nobody says you have to keep these people around in your life forever. I really don't care how long you've been friends for. Sometimes fresh and new and supportive friends can be so incredibly helpful and I have lots of friends from childhood through high school and college that I have to cultivate 
very strong ties with. So I try to keep that group small and tight and to let them know how much I love them. They support me. I support them. Synergetic should go both ways. And if they don't make you feel good, think about that again. If they don't make you feel good. One more time. If a certain person does not make you feel good, fucking let them go. Seriously. I know it's not easy, you guys. It's much easier said than done. But the work is in the actions that you take every single day. And if you need to trim the fat off of your life, then fucking do it. I mean, I met this guy in Tokyo that I thought was fabulous and we had the best time together. He was this banker guy. He was super cute and fun and amazing. And he was tall and he was really hot. He's from Italy. He had the best time ever. And then just like one morning, he totally showed me his true colors and was frantically like stressed out about work and money. And it was just bizarre. And I just said to myself, like, there's no way that I want to spend time traveling with somebody that is, um, number one, not very compassionately affectionate and stressed out. You know, like they should realize that they're on the other side of the world and they can enjoy life. But again, if somebody is in a different place in their life, you can just walk away and let them do their thing. No hard feelings, nothing. Just just two people on completely separate paths and different planes out to different places. There is a Zen priest that I met on this trip And I think in the last pod, I explained about the pinhole of perception that we can all see and virtually, scientifically, and visually, we see a pinhole compared to what is actual reality. If people don't make you feel great, you can let them go. Okay, so love your team. Another line from this Drake song. I just love this song. Up All Night. That's the name of the song if you guys want to listen to it. Um, He, Drake constantly says, I love my team. I love my team. I would die for my team. And you know what? I feel that way. Like, I love my team. They are my family. Particularly my, obviously my family that supports me nonstop. But my good close friends that also support and applaud my work. They buy my books. They share them with their friends. I don't have to ask them to do anything. That's like, those are real friends. And then also there's like the squad that I work with. Like all the girls that have stood beside me. Cecilia, Jade, Jacqueline, Caroline, Jillian. Like there's so many. Rocky, um, Rachel. I'm trying to think of the list that have been my assistants. Marcella and Britt and Sharon and Noelle. Like Janelle, Molly, like Alyssa. There's so many of you that have really, really helped me throughout the years through work and play through pleasure and friendship and all of it. And we've had the best time. It's so true. Love your team. Die for your team. Love your team. Do anything for them. In return, you will see the greatest depth of gratitude when it is practiced and given. Again, the actions are the steps to take to getting better. 
the actions of surrounding yourself with that team and cultivating that relationship with them like family is what will help you to get busy getting rich. Stay away from crazy. We kind of went through that already. Just want to reiterate, stay away from crazy. There are crazy bosses. There are crazy work colleagues. There are crazy boyfriends. There are crazy exes. There are crazy people on the street. Fucking stay away from them. Nobody needs that. Recognize the real ones and support them. So along my journey, I've had incredible women come my way, particularly recently, um, some of the female agents on my team at William Morris, and also um, Anna Kaiser has been so supportive. I love you, Anna. She's the best. I, other podcast girls like Sahara Rose, Rosie Acosta, The Almost 30 Girls, Luke Story, Lewis Howes, Lori Harder, Gabby Bernstein, my friend Indy Lee, my friend Natalie Euling. Um, Steven Shook, who, who has S10 over in New York. There's so many of you guys who are supportive and also fucking badass hustlers. Oh, yes. I'm forgetting like all the girl boss girls like Sophia Maruso and Noor and Lila and all the girls that we just launched a new podcast with called In Progress. You should check it out. It's on Girl Boss Media In Progress. Write it down. All of these ladies had the ultimate success. Even my colleagues, um, Melissa and Alexia Wellingood, who launched the brand many years ago, or my friends who work over at Cosmo or Vogue or all the top magazines at Elle and Marie Claire. These are wonderful people that the most beautiful part of life is seeing each other blossom on your way to the top. It is a gift to be able to see them grow And to become successful with you. What a blessing to be able to blossom and bloom right next to each other at the same time. No competition. No comparison. No need to compare notes. Just to love and support. And say, I fucking got you. Recognize the real ones and support them. Look for opportunities that keep you growing. Now... When I got to step away for for a second in New York, I thought it was one of the healthiest things I'd ever done for myself. Um, I've become more mature, more confident, more graceful, and more successful with the years because I've kept my head on straight. I don't really party anymore. I don't go out. I don't date bad men. I don't date around. I I don't hang out with stupid girls. Like I just keep my shit tight and together. I work out all the time. I fucking eat well. I take good care of myself. All of my makeup comes off at night. And I make sure I hydrate and take extra good care of this bod. Goes for my brain and my heart and my mind as well. So what I realized was I was given a lot of opportunities And the opportunities with each of these branding deals gave me confidence. My hand is on my heart. Now, ladies, it is the opportunities that we open up to other women that build confidence. It is the opportunities that we give other women that build brands. Keep the opportunities open. 
when my friend Jasmine, who I call a friend now, even though she's originally a work colleague, gave me an incredible opportunity last year and said, you are the girl that the brand wants. It took me a year to realize that them choosing me to be part of their brand was actually them saying, you're really worthy because you're at the top of our list and we want you. Now, ladies, I urge you again to work hard, especially when nobody's watching, to be creative and as creative as you possibly can be with a pencil and a piece of paper. I urge you to stay with your friend group close and small. I urge you to love your team. Stay away from the crazies. Recognize the other real ones and support them wholeheartedly. No comparing. And to the look and to look for the opportunities that keep you growing. Now, if we don't grow with each opportunity, then we will remain stagnant. And the one thing that we want to do is we want to continuously improve with Kaizen, a Japanese term to continuously keep growing and moving forward no matter what comes our way. Now in branding, there are different steps to take to provide original, thought-provoking, emotional-evoking, beautiful imagery and content. I will have to talk to you on a different podcast about how to go about these steps, but you must nourish your content, you must fact check your content, you must take integrity and pride and put it into your content, and you must think, is this the very best that I can do right now at this time? Did I do my best? When I walked away from the script of Kintsugi Wellness, which took me three years to write, photograph, develop, shoot, and edit, it was not perfect. But wabi-sabi, I walked away from that stack of 350 pages and thousands of images shot, hundreds of recipes tested, and thousands of miles traveled. Probably hundreds of tears cried. Now, you don't know all the back end that goes into all of the different books and pieces of or magazine articles and, and columns and things and all that that I've written. But there's, there are archives that I carry and collect and they're not on Instagram and they're not on social media because you know what? That shit's not important at the end of the day. What's important is what my father a Polish immigrant who was drafted into the U.S. military at 20 years old, who came here on a boat from Poland when he was 11, who worked at the same damn company for the last 35 years. What matters to me is what he thinks. What my father says to me is what happens when the battery dies? What do you fucking have to show for, huh? A pretty Instagram account is not a safety net, nor is it your form of income nor is it your resume. Please, if you want to be taken seriously and if you want to make cash money, if you want to fucking turn stacks, then go make something of yourself, but make sure you legitimize things when the battery dies. 
Fucking set yourself straight. That goes for your ego, too. I've been put through shit and hell and the ringer and back. I've had people welcome me straight to hell, and I got through it. I've had people recently write to me about my season of Top Chef, where I was 22 years old, and I was on that show for the first season, pioneering the way for other women, before I even knew what the fuck I was doing. I had a man on the show tell me that I would fail horribly and that I was mediocrity to him, and I have people write to me a lot saying, Candace, isn't it funny? I've watched you for over 10 years now, and it's weird that Steven was this guy, or we don't even remember what his name is, but the mean guy, so mean to you. And now where is he while you're judging Iron Chef America? And you know what I answer them back? I always say, thank you for your note. This is so kind of you. But in actuality, I don't think about him in that manner. I'm grateful that people were fucking mean to me when I was younger because they showed me exactly who I don't want to be like. Remember that, guys. Say thank you to every person that fuck with you. Say thank you to them. They're doing you a favor. Sometimes you just got to man up even when you're a woman. (laughs) All right, so I know you guys are busy getting rich. How I signed 80 branding deals in eight years. We'll go through the steps on another podcast. I want to keep this one short and sweet because you guys asked a lot of questions. Write to me on Instagram anytime with your questions. Please put them in my comments. Okay, bitches. Wow. uh, Damn. These are a lot. Okay, so to answer some of your sweet and burning questions. Okay. Tips for overcoming periods of your life when you feel stuck. This one is asked by Sean Miyomi. S-E-A-N-M-Y-O-M-I. You must be Japanese. Okay, Sean, so tips for overcoming periods of your life when you feel stuck. Well, number one was move. (laughs) I moved from New York to back to Cali because I was feeling like I had already conquered. Um, You can travel and get your bags ready to and just go. Set a date and book a trip. You know, set aside some time. You can also go for a run. That always helps me clear my head in the park, especially or on the beach or in nature. Shinrin yoku, shinrin yoku, is the term for forest bathing in Japanese, and it refers to um, going out and clearing your head and your mind, breathing in new oxygen, breathing in the pine needles, breathing in the fresh air, and getting new circulation and blood into your body. You can also take double or triple yoga classes like in a few days, try to do back to backs and that way you can get new circulation flowing into your bloodstream and you can get oxygen flowing. I think that you really have to focus on resetting, like get the pen and paper out. That's all my parents ever did was they just wrote on a notebook You don't need fancy shit to be fancy. You just need to get creative. One of the other ways I like to get creative is I make sure to get really good night's sleep. I make sure not to party a lot. 
I hang out with the right people that make me feel good. I schedule phone calls with my friends on the weekends that I don't get to see often. And another thing that you can do is you can plan a trip where you can go with a friend and sort of get away together and then also plan some time to be alone. That's what I did on this trip. I was partially with work colleagues in Japan, taking meetings with my agents out there. And then I was with some friends and then I shot with friends for a documentary. And then I was with Japanese friends of mine. And then I decided to be alone in Melbourne for a little bit and get creative and get, you know, I'm busy getting rich. Yep. (laughs) Ah, Okay. So moving on. I'm such a fucking dork. Okay, girl on the avenue asks, are there any Japanese concepts in your book that stood out? Let's see. Sorry, I want to open this whole thing. Are there any Japanese concepts not in your book that stood out for you on this Japan trip? Oh, what a good question. I love this girl on the avenue. Yeah, dude. Oh my God. Meeting with that fucking Zen priest and cooking shojin ryori with a different monk. And also like meeting with the survivor from Nagasaki, Mr. Nishi. Hell yeah. My fucking brain exploded. Girl, I can't even get into it because it's so juicy. But just wait because I am writing programming for a network right now. That specifically asked me to, and I'm going to write, produce, and direct a new show. And I can't tell you much about it now because I do want it to be a surprise, but it's going to be my new project for the next year. And I'm so excited and thrilled. Thank you for your support and love. My hands on my heart. Think about the things that can change your life. You're looking through a pinhole, right? So when you travel and you meet new people and you have new experiences that are away from the basic shit, like, yeah, you can go and travel and go see Disneyland and and go, you know, I don't know, climb Mount Fuji or whatever. I mean, that in itself is amazing. But anyways, it, it's like meeting the people and hearing their stories. Those are the things that are like crazy awesome. Those are the game changing things. Go meet somebody that's a, an elderly person, a wise elderly person. And go ask them about their dreams and their story. Go talk to a war survivor, somebody who's gone through World War II. Ask them some questions. They're not going to be around much longer, guys. My hand's on my heart. Please find something noteworthy and make something beautiful of your life that your mother will be proud of. That was the cornerstone of branding, in my opinion. Thought-provoking content, emotional, evoking content. And stuff that might bear education in a different form. We don't always have to just sit in front of a goddamn textbook. Excuse my language. Well, like, I don't drop the F word every two seconds. But I mean, excuse me for using that. You don't always have to learn from a textbook. You can also learn from experiencing a thing called life. Meeting new people. Go. Do something big. Put your head down and work, especially when nobody is watching. So a couple of you guys have asked me also on what my ikigai in life is, which means my purpose. And I will tell you guys, I feel like um, purpose in life is important to have, but 
what's even more important is to think about how you can really help other people. As humans, some of us were born to nurture others, and that's what we're really good at. And I want you to think very large scale about your form of nurturing and educating and helping. It could be going into the military. It could be being a politician. It could be being a director at a PR firm. It could be somebody who helps in HR. It could be being a great school teacher. It could also be somebody who is a travel guide of sorts or somebody who helps to connect different cultures. You could work for a nonprofit. Whatever you do, make sure that one of the pillars in your career choice when you're thinking about your purpose in life or your ikigai, as we say in Japanese and Okinawan, your purpose should be related towards something where you're doing good for others. Studies do show that when millennials or now even Gen Z does work that includes helping others, they feel better about what they're doing. And you know what? That's not even scientifically like we don't need to study that. Isn't that a big duh? Obvi. Like, let's do something to help others and stop being such a fucking shithead. If there's one thing I can't stand, it's selfish, unmindful, close-minded people. Very unattracted to them. Please remember that we won't be able to figure one another out 150%. Even when you're in a relationship, you will never know the thoughts of the other person. We can only have the ultimate faith that we are all in this together and that we are better with one another in tandem and with love in supporting one another than we are fighting against one another or being closed-minded or naive or dumb or young or stupid. So educate yourself, stay grounded, stay powerful in your pursuit, in the faith in the culture, in the traditions of finding yourself in your light. Because at the end of the day, it's not about money. That's not what this fucking pod was about. I just wanted to get your damn attention. Because you know what? What better person to do that than Drake? <laughs> okay, guys. Um, I think that's it for now in case I have time for one more question. But I do want to remind you to please go and rate this podcast with five juicy stars on iTunes, Stitcher, and on Spotify. Oh my God, we're on Spotify and I didn't even get to really like ever give Spotify a shout out. Shout out to Spotify. You're amazing. Um, I'm also starting to post way more juicy content on Instagram. So please check it out for this week. I posted about the Japanese vegetables that could virtually change your whole life. And right now I'm also thinking about um, different formats of how to share Japanese culture with you. So if there's something you really want to see, please write on my Insta. Please send me a high five shout out on my comments too. It helps so much, you guys. It reminds me that I need to keep going and doing this. As always, I'm not getting paid to do any of this. I lose money with every podcast. I'm happy to do it as my public service for all of you. It's just my community service every week. It's just sharing a little bit of info. And as I'm busy getting rich out here in Melbourne, (laughs) 
what a time to be live. I love you guys. Please write in my comments. Send me notes on what you want to hear on next week's pod. I wanted to keep this one short, juicy, and sweet. Please ask a friend to follow me on Insta this week and write me something fucking inspiring, you guys. What do you want to hear about? What do you want to learn? What's your favorite part of the Wabi Sabi pod? In order to keep this motherfucker going, I need your support. Write a review on my book. Buy my book, Kintsugi Wellness. Write a goddamn pod review. Excuse the language again. But my God, if you haven't done it, you should feel guilty. I'm just putting that out there. All right, guys, have a great week. And as my mom would say, you know, as long as you are moving forward with this, me and your father, we are fine. And if you want to go on a trip with that boy, you know, you are not young anymore. (laughs) So your judgment should be good. I should trust your judgment. You are not young anymore. Yeah, mom, I heard you fucking say that like three times. Well, you know. I'm like, mom, well, I look 28 still. Yeah, you do. You look good. Compared to the other girl, you look good. Thanks, Mom. I got it from your jeans and your big, juicy Japanese cheekbones. All right, guys. Check out the veggies on my Instagram this week of what to eat to stay beautiful. And don't forget to share this pod. And don't forget to stay busy getting rich. Bye. Have a fab one. Love you. I need to go get laid or something, seriously. And if okay. you dialed up, I got the voodoo for you bitches. Yeah, I'm busy getting rich. I don't want trouble. I made enough for two niggas, boy, stunt double. Famous like a drug that I've taken to.